My name is Blake Huffine, and I'm the pastor here at the Movement Church. Welcome to our podcast. I hope this message inspires you. hope it grows you closer to Jesus Christ. So let's jump right in and receive the message. This video is going to cause one of two things to happen in your life. It's either going to cause you to grow further and closer to Jesus Christ, or it may make you uncomfortable. Um, it could upset you. And um, either way... I want you to know that God has you here for a reason, and that is not a coincidence. So before we go into this message, um, I'm just going to pray that God would lead us with wisdom and um, just bring the presence of the Holy Spirit here uh, to comfort us. Now, before I pray, I want to ask something uh, specific of you. I don't know how you normally uh, follow along or join with prayer through a Christian content video, but I do ask in this one that you actually bow your head and close your eyes and join me collectively in prayer. Now, if you're driving for my podcast viewers and those, um, don't do that because obviously I don't want you to do anything dangerous, but you can you know, just join me spiritually in prayer um, like you never have before because I'm truly believing for breakthrough from this message. So let's go ahead and uh, go into prayer. Father, we uh, come before you in the name of Jesus, just asking that you would guide us through this topic. Lord, we're believing for breakthrough. We're believing that you're going to change some lives. Um, so we ask that your spirit would be poured out, just the fire of the spirit for an anointing, Lord, for comfort, and that your arms would just be wide open to receive all those who, uh, who turn their life around. We're seeing revival break out right now. God, we thank you for those who have come to Christ lately, and um, we just ask that you would continue to do it. Uh, keep pouring your spirit out, God. Help us uh, help us in life. Help us in this fallen world. Um, we pray for the comfort and the presence of your Holy Spirit and an anointing. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, guys, let's go ahead and get in and talk about this. So first, I just want to kind of lay a foundation from Romans. And uh, I'm going to read you verses 5 through 8 of chapter 8. This is what it says, For those who are according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh, but those who are according to the Spirit the things of the Spirit. For the mindset on the flesh is death, but the mindset on the Spirit is life and peace. Because the mindset on the flesh is hostile towards God, for it does not subject itself to the law of God, for it is not even able to do so. And those who are in the flesh cannot please God. So it's very simple here that if our mind is set on the, the deeds of the flesh, the things that our flesh desires, we are hostile toward God. We cannot please God in that lifestyle. We cannot, it's not even possible for us to please God when we're living a life that satisfies our flesh. The sin that we love, the sins that we love to do, the things that we love to practice, if we have a lifestyle full of those things, it is impossible for us to be pleasing towards God. So it says, verses 9 through 11, However, you are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit, if indeed the Spirit of God dwells in you. But if anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ, he does not belong to him. If Christ is in you, though the body is dead because of sin, yet the Spirit is alive because of righteousness. So as a Christian, when you're all in for Christ and you're living this life of holiness, when you're trying to just, you know, you, you want to bear fruit, you want to be obedient to God, you want to serve the Spirit, 
Christ is in you and your body is dead because of the sin, but you're still alive through the Spirit, through righteousness. But if the Spirit of Him, if the Spirit of Him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, He who raised Christ Jesus from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through His Spirit who dwells in you. So just as Jesus was raised to life through the Spirit of God, so are we. We are uh, we are made we are made whole. We're complete because of the Spirit of God, not because of our own doing, but because of what He did for us. Amen to that, right? Can we just give some praise to God for that right there, that although we're dead to sin, we can be alive in Christ through our faith in Him and for what He's done for us, for what He did for us on the cross. That is that is just great news. We could wrap up there if we wanted to, because what is it, what else could be greater than that, than the gospel, than the, than the, the message, the good news about what Jesus has done for us? So we talked about the deeds of the flesh, though, that if our, if our life, if our mind is set on the deeds of the flesh, that we're not going to be pleasing to God, that we're, um, you know, we're not being a true Christian if our life is set on that. So let's just talk about what the deeds of the flesh are real quick. So let's go to Galatians chapter 5 and read verse 19. It says that now the deeds of the flesh are evident, which are immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmities, strife, jealousy, outbursts of anger, disputes, dissensions, factions, envying, drunkenness, carousing, and things like this, of which I forewarn you, just as I have forewarned you, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. Mm. I bet you've not heard that in Sunday school yet. The deeds of the flesh are evident. Immorality impurity. So immorality covers, let's just go ahead and get that one out of the way. It covers a wide subject, right? Sex outside of marriage, sex with the wrong gender, uh, sex with the incorrect age group. Okay. Immorality is a no-go. And if you're practicing this, you're like, well, God forgives me. You know, it's okay because me and my my girlfriend or me and my boyfriend are going to get married one day. So it's okay. No, that's not how that works. I, in my time, I made that excuse one point too. It's not okay. That's not how it works. If you are a Christian and you are doing this thing, you need to repent. You need to turn to Christ for forgiveness. So, um, okay, so impurity, sensuality, idolatry. Okay, idolatry. Let's hit that one. This one is a major topic that we got to hit, idolatry. Okay, let's start with just a, a, a more common version of idolatry. Having things in your life that are more important, a bigger priority than your relationship with God. Now, most people think idolatry is just worshiping the wrong God. And that is, that is not. The first commandment is you shall have no other gods before me. So do not have, and in the version of idolatry, do not have a false image. Okay? Do not have things that you worship in front of Christ. Do not have the wrong image of Christ. Don't have things that come before your walk with God. It's simple. 
Don't let money come before your walk with God. Don't let your job come before your walk with God. Don't let your your hobbies and the sports you like and the TV shows you like and your you know your time with your friends and your coffee time and all those things. Now, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with any of those things, but what I'm saying is do not let them come between you and God because that is idolatry. Do not make up your own God separate from what the Bible says. Do not come up with your own Christ that's okay with things that literally is in this, says that the deeds of the flesh are. Don't come up with your own Jesus that's okay with these things. That's idolatry. And if you practice this, you will not inherit the kingdom of God. So enmities, okay, sorcery, don't, I've hit that one a lot. Don't, we're not going to go into that one on this one. Enmities, strife, jealousy, outbursts of anger. Okay, a fruit of the Spirit of God is self-control. So getting drunk and partying, you, you, you lose self-control and you're not bearing fruit of the Holy Spirit. That's, that's the best argument I got for you. Jealousy, outbursts of anger, disputes, dissensions, factions, envying, drunkenness, carousing, and things like these of which I forewarn you just as I have forewarned you. Those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. I don't think I really need to keep going over that. But the spirit, the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. Listen to this one. Now, those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live by the Spirit, let us also walk by the Spirit. Let us not become boastful, challenging one another, envying one another. So those who belong to Jesus have crucified the desires of the flesh. They have crucified the the flesh with its passions and its desires. Your life, your Christian life, should mirror the life that Jesus lived on earth. You might say, well, Blake, we're not perfect. No, we are not. But we should strive for that perfection, strive for that righteousness. If we continue to walk with the Spirit, you're not going to practice sin. I didn't say you're not a sinner. Okay, well, you're really not a sinner, but I'm not saying you're not ever going to stumble. I'm not saying you're never going to mess up as a Christian, but as a Christian who walks and obeys the Spirit, you are not going to practice lawlessness. You're not going to practice sin. You're going to live a righteous life that, believe it or not, is a lot easier once you let the Spirit guide you into it. It seems like it's so hard to leave the world behind, but it's really not. You just surrender. You literally just say, I'm going all in for you, Jesus. I want to serve you. I want to live for you. And so whenever I say live a life that mirrors the life that Jesus lived, I'm being literal. I'm being literal. Listen to this. John 3, verse 20. For everyone who does evil hates the light and does not come to the light for fear that his deeds will be exposed. But he who practices the truth comes to the light so that his deeds may be manifested as having been wrought in God. So you literally need a life that you practice the truth, that you believe the truth, you live the truth, and not his truth and her truth and their truth and them truth and their truth or whatever all them, you know, pronouns are. The truth, the word of God truth, okay? Live a life that serves and represents the true Christ, a life that mirrors the Christ. And you say, well, Blake, what about, you know, if we're going to live a life... Uh, like Jesus, that mirrors Jesus, then 
well, wouldn't that mean we got to, you know, we got to walk the way he did and, 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 and pray and do the, the miracles and all that thing? I'm, yes. Yes. Jesus said, these things I do, you will do and greater. Okay. Literally, Jesus was being literal when he says, live a life like me. He literally means it. Mark 16, verse 17 says that these signs will accompany those who have believed. In my name, they will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. They will pick up serpents. And if they drink any deadly poison, it will not harm them. They will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. It doesn't say that those who these signs will follow them uh, who are disciples of the New Testament, or these signs will follow the apostles. No, it says these signs will follow them that believe. What's Acts 2 say when it talks about the Holy Spirit? The Bible says that the whole, that you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. Acts 2, verse 30, uh, 38, it says, Peter says to them, Repent, and each of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. For the promise, listen to this one. The promise is for you and your and the apostles. No, 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 no. The promise is for you, your children, and for all who are far off, as many as the Lord our God will call to himself. Did that say just the apostles? Did that just say some people, just a couple people who are called, and maybe a couple hundred years later there might be a couple more? No, it says that this promise is for all. For you, your children, for all who are far off, as many as the Lord our God will call to himself. And I can speak for myself that the gifts of the Spirit are for today. The outpouring of the Holy Spirit is for today. The baptism of fire is a real thing. I've experienced it. I've seen others experience it. It's a life-changing moment, and I'll be 100% honest with you. It is impossible to live a life for Jesus, a full, I mean, all-in righteous life, it is impossible to do that without the Holy Spirit. If you've not took a moment and just really invited the Holy Spirit into your life, said, Lord, oh, Holy Spirit, because he's a person, Holy Spirit, lead my life. Fill me. Fill me with the Holy Spirit. God, lead my life. Take over my life. I surrender my life. You may have, you know, went to, the, you, you've prayed to God and you've asked him for things and you've went to the altar and you've said, oh, Lord, I believe in you. But have you ever said, you know, God, take over my life. Have you ever let God take full control of your life? Instead of trying to do it yourself and fill out your own stuff, your own workbook of life, have you ever just said, here, God, you fill it out. You tell me where I'm supposed to go. You tell me what I'm supposed to do. Where am I supposed to work at, God? You lead me. If you don't say anything, I'll wait. I'll serve you where I'm at. Have you ever had a life? Have you ever let your life be based on that? Be led by that. Because when you do that, when you literally shake off the worldly things and let God take over, oh, you're going to change for the good. You're going to see a huge change. And, and in fact, if you are a Christian and the point you became a Christian, your life didn't change, are you sure you even got saved? Are you sure you even really believe? Because if you believe what the Bible says, if you believe what Jesus said and what he promised— why hasn't your life changed? Why, why hasn't your life changed? So I said this message was going to rattle the gates of hell. It was going to shake the gates of hell. And what it is doing is it, while it's shaking the gates of hell, it is shaking you to wake up to go all in for Christ. 
And you might say, well, your messages always say this. Well, they're, they're going to keep saying this. The, uh, the movement church literally is assigned to bringing forth the move of God. It's bring, it's th- especially the area that this, this, that we're hosting out of, that we're, you know, we're preaching out of this area needs revival so bad. It's literally the Bible Belt, and it needs revival so bad. It needs the Holy Spirit, but the people got to be wanting it. The people got to ask for it. Mm. So when I say that this message is going to rattle the gates of hell, we are going to take down the strongholds, the legal contract that these spirits have over your life. If you're dealing with anxiety, if you're dealing with depression and self-harm thoughts, we want to shake those chains off of you right now. The Holy Spirit will move. It may not be immediate. It may be immediate. But what God needs is your obedience and your faith. So I'm going to pray right now for God just to break some chains off of you. If you don't believe in this stuff, you know, I mean, I don't know what else to tell you. If you don't believe that God can set you free, then are you sure you even believe? Because the Bible says, and the God I serve did it to me, he's done it for others, and he can do it for you. If he did it for them, he can do it for you. If he did it for me, I don't know why he did, but he can do it for you. So I need your faith. God needs your faith. So let me just pray. Lord, I pray for a fire and anointing to go out, God, that your spirit would just outpour on the people who are willing and who are wanting to receive in faith that you can set them free from their bondage, Lord, from spirits that are causing addiction, spirits causing lust, God, spirits that are causing them to be depressed, have anxiety, God, spirits that are wanting, are, that are trying to taunt them into taking their life, God. I pray right now that those chains would be broken, that their legal rights would be destroyed, and that your spirit would move into those places and fill them with fill them up, God, and that they would be able to serve you and live a life of righteousness, Lord, that the light, that the fire of the light would go into them and then it would pour out among the others around them, God. We're believing for revival, God. We're believing that you're going to continue to to bring people towards you like you have been, God, in the past few weeks, it's just been revival, and we praise you for that, God, and we just keep asking for more of you, God. We want more of you. We want to keep seeing you move. So, God, we ask that these spirits, these unclean spirits, would have to go through the listener right now in the name of Jesus, God. We declare a holy ground in their area. God, we're believing that you're going to move. God, we're believing for breakthrough in their life. In Jesus' name, God, help them live a life that you talked about in the Word. God, help them serve you the way that you want us to serve you, Lord. Bring light, bring us ears and eyes to see and hear, God, your word and your revelations and your, your, your will, God. Help us be obedient. Send us where you want us to go. We, we are your messengers, God. We are, we are bond servants to you, for you. We're here to represent you. You've called us to be ambassadors for the kingdom of God. And so we, we ask that you would give us opportunities to be those ambassadors. Send us out, God. Send us out to be the disciples, the bondservants, the bondslaves that you have called us to be. God, I pray that you would set these listeners, set these people free and bring them to the true reality of the Christian walk. Bring boldness, God. Bring salvation. We cry out to you, Abba, Father. 
Help us in Jesus' name. Amen. Before we launched the Movement Church, um, I had a guy, he prophesied over me, and he validated my calling that God had given me. He said that God gave him a vision when he was praying over me that I was walking up a set of stairs with a lantern in my hand, and I was lighting the lamps in front of me as I went up. What did this validate? God has called me not only to go into the world, but to step back into the churches and reignite the lamps that were once lit but have died out. God has called me to give this message to you, the Christians, the followers of Jesus Christ, who have either backslidden or forgotten their true love. Or maybe you never really understood the importance of the fire of God, of staying on fire. People said to me, well, your fire is going to die out. You're just a fresh believer. It's been four years. It's been about four years. And it's only gotten hotter. The fire has continued to burn, and I've grown closer and closer to God. And I'm not boasting in that. Believe me. That is answered prayers. And that is the grace of God that He didn't let me turn away. And He's given you that same call to reignite your lamp. I'm holding it out spiritually right now. Will you take your lamp and stick it into the candlelight that I'm presenting to you? And you may laugh at this imagery. You may think this is funny, and that's fine. But those of you who really want the ignition for God, that ignition of fire for the Lord and of the Holy Spirit, the anointing, God is wanting to pour this out. So spirit be, li- be, be willing, ask Him to move in your life. Receive the lamp to be relit. Receive that flame. I'm praying it right now for myself. If you want to join in in this prayer, I need all the God I can get. I need all of him I can get. There's nothing superior about me. I'm just a man. I'm just a man with a word and with the, with the holy God. Me and you are no different. I've said yes, will you? I'm going to pray right now for God to move in my life, for me to be able to get more of Him. And I'll pray over you if you want to be in in on this prayer. Father, I come before you humbly. I humble myself in your presence, Lord, and in the presence of your Spirit. I feel you moving all around me, God, and I'm believing that you're moving in the lives of the people listening. Father, I pray for more of you. And please don't think of me as being greedy, Father, but I just need you. I need your love. I need your grace, Lord. Forgive me for my trespasses. God, I come before you uh, asking for your spirit to just fill me again. Let the waters flow in me, Lord. Could my fire burn hotter? If it can, please help me burn hotter. Help me want you more. Help me experience you more. God, pour into me. God, be with the viewers. Be with the listeners, God. Anoint them with 20 times more. Bring them back to you. Bring this world back to you, Father. Have mercy on us. Have mercy on our world. They have no idea what they're doing. Some do, but but God, most do not understand what, what has happened and the deception that's happened. Father, we pray that 
that we could break the agenda off of a lot of people, God. As many as you're willing to save, God, would you bring them back to you? We bow down before you. We serve you. Wherever you want us to go, Father, we speak. Speak for your servant is listening. We are listening, God. Help us be still. Help us be still. In Jesus' name. Amen. Certainly a lot of prayer in this message. But prayer rattles the gates. Truth rattles the gates. And salvation rattles the gates. I'm on fire. I'm believing there's a lot of you who are on fire who are ready to go out to preach the word, to be bold for Jesus. And so um, I'm going to close here, guys. Take this fire. Take the truth. Leave your iniquity. Leave these spirits behind. We speak in the name of Jesus. All spirits must go now. All unclean spirits must come out in the name of Jesus Christ. If you feel you need deliverance one-on-one, reach out. That is a part of our ministry. We've, we've helped people be free through Jesus Christ, through the Spirit of God. We've seen it. It's amazing. If you need that, feel free to reach out. And we close here. Have a blessed week, and we'll see you next time.